Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and you are joining me for what I will consider a bonus episode. I thought about scheduling this out for the next empty Monday or Thursday episode, but there are so many people right now who are in a season of struggle, whether that is fear about this virus, fear about if and when things will return to the way that they were, when the kids will go back to school, if that'll look the same, money issues, health challenges. And so I didn't want to wait to share today's episode with you, which I'm thinking about in terms of five big lessons that I am learning through loss. If you are new to the show, you might not know that my daughter died recently, very unexpectedly, suddenly, tragically, she died at 14 days old. And so these last couple of months have been so hard. There's no... I wish that I had words to adequately describe it, but every minute of every day is very hard. And there are some lessons, there are some tools that I have been using to survive. And I wanted to share them with you because while I pray that none of you are navigating a season having lost a child, I know that so many of you are navigating a season of loss or fear or difficulty The first lesson that I am learning, which I could also refer to as a tool that I am practicing because it's both, right? These lessons are actually tools and these tools require practice for proficiency. The first one is that sadness can ride with me, but it cannot drive. Sadness can ride with me, but it cannot drive. I've heard from a lot of people, whether it's they're having a hard time because they lost their job or they're working from home or the social isolation is really taking a toll on them. I'm hearing, you know, I can't seem to motivate myself to exercise. I can't seem to motivate myself to eat well or to meditate or to pray. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I can't motivate myself to do those things either and I'm not trying to. We can do it without that, right? And I hear the same thing, like, I just can't seem to get out of the way. I'm so stressed or I'm so worried or I'm so fearful or, you know, for me, it's, I'm so sad. People say, well, what, you know, what about those times when you just feel really depressed? Hello, I'm in it. And those feelings can ride with me, but they cannot drive. Whether it's sadness, 
depression, anger, fear. They can ride with me, but they cannot drive. And what, what that means to me is that these feelings can be present and also not drive my behavior, not dictate my choices. They're there. I'm not trying to eliminate them. I'm not trying to positive think my way out of grief. I'm, I'm not. You know, ask me in six months and maybe my, my place will be different then. But right now, the sadness can stay. It just can't drive. The anger can stay. It just can't drive. It doesn't get to make the choices. If it did, it would look like staying in bed. It would look like not working. It would look like ordering pizza instead of making a healthy meal. It would look like skipping prayer and meditation because I'm sad, because I'm depressed, because I'm not motivated, I don't feel like it, all of the above. So what does drive? Because it's one thing to acknowledge what doesn't, but then what does? If you are in a place where you're not motivated, you're not driven, you're not following through on the things you want to do, if fear or doubt or sadness or isolation doesn't drive, what does? For me, it's logic. It's objectivity. Because the emotional weather right now is dark. And the forecast does not have sun in the future anytime soon for me. And I'm okay with that. You know, if you're listening and you're like, oh, well, you know, if you say that, it's true. Probably so. I am not trying to create a sunshiny day when I've just lost my daughter. And I'm not saying that it's wrong if you choose to try to create a sunshiny day. Like, if that's what you want to do, go to it. But if the emotional weather is dark, dreary, you can use logic. You can use objectivity. It is just the right thing for my body to move, period. Emotions out of it. It is the right thing to go for a walk. Movement is good. Fresh air is good. Sadness can ride with me, but it cannot drive. Objectively, logically, it is the right thing to eat whole foods, right? Objectively, logically, I feel best when I am not incorporating sugar and starch on a regular basis. Apathy, not caring, it can ride with me, but it can't drive. That's a practice, right? When people say, oh, Elizabeth, you're so strong. Maybe, but I don't feel that way. And it doesn't even really matter because it's not a characteristic. It's not because I'm strong or because I'm motivated. It's a choice. It's a choice that you can make whether you feel strong or you feel weak or you feel happy or you feel sad or you feel motivated or you feel apathetic. You can make the logical, the objective choice, and it's a practice. This is not something that like I've achieved the level of being able to do without effort. No, no. Every moment is a practice. I don't always make the choice that I'm trying to practice. That's okay too. That's fine. So that's the first tool. Sadness, any kind of emotion. Insert however you're feeling. It can ride with you but it cannot drive. The second thing, second tool, the second practice that I'm really leaning into right now is there is a way. There is a way. 
even if I don't see it the first time around or the second time around or it's not where I'm drawn to initially, there is a way. And here's how this is showing up for me right now. The first week after Dagny died, I barely spoke. And I, I remember sitting on the bathroom floor and my mom and my sister and Chris kept coming in and trying to talk to me or trying to get me up and I was just sitting on the floor staring at the vanity. And then the next week, I really only spoke to Chris. And now, I talk for work and I talk to Chris, but that's really about it. And I am aware that I am struggling to communicate for a lot of reasons, right? Sometimes it's because most of the things that people say in response are not helpful. And many of the things not only are not helpful, but they hurt. Not intentionally, of course. It's just, if you've ever been in a really vulnerable place, you're extra, extra, extra sensitive. And then it's also because a lot of people you thought would reach out and say something didn't. And because of that, I've made the choice to stay quiet for reasons that I can justify, right? But I have this awareness of all of that happening and what has come with it is resentment, isolation on top of isolation, some by choice, some by circumstance, and this sense that is partially rooted in truth and partially rooted in choice that I'm carrying this by myself. So a few days after Dagny died, I think it was like the fourth day, I started to write and that helped. I write to her, I write about her, I write about this process every day, seven days a week. It, it, yeah, it helped a little, but I still had this fundamental problem and talking to other people didn't feel like a good solution. It still doesn't feel like a good solution. And again, maybe in six months, I will feel differently about it. But just because your first thought or the first option or the most obvious option, just because that doesn't feel like it's going to be doable right now or you don't want to choose it right now, that doesn't mean there isn't a solution. So there's a way, right? What is the way for me to communicate, for me to not feel isolated, for me to not feel like I'm carrying this alone? There's a way. I bought a notebook. And it's not just for me. It's for Chris and I to write to each other. Now, even, even without grief, Chris prefers not to be as, a, as much of a verbal communicator as I am. But without grief, I tend to be a prolific verbal communicator. I've got lots to say and no problem saying it. But right now in this season, there is a way to make it easier for us to share hard things and easy things, right? Things that are hard to verbalize, things that are hard to say, things that are hard to talk about, things that are hard to discuss when we're looking at each other face to face, there's still a way. So whether it's a sentence, whether it's I'm sorry, whether it's I love you or it's four pages, or just writing to each other back and forth, and that's helpful. There is a way. Whatever the problem is, whatever the barrier is, there is a way, even if it's not the first thing that you think of. Try something. Get involved in creating the solution, in experimenting with different things instead of standing behind your justification for the problem. Because I'm sure we can all relate to 
validating the problem, explaining the problem, substantiating and justifying that problem, which just keeps us out of the solving. So I could stand here and make a case for why it's hard to talk. I could absolutely justify and validate why I don't feel like talking to 99% of people. And it's all valid. And that has nothing to do with the fact that there still is a way if we will look for it. All of those reasons that I'm not comfortable and I don't want to, those are very, very true. And also, there is something else. The story doesn't stop there. And so that's why we try the notebook thing. And if we find that there's another step from that or it's not working, then we try something else. But there is always a way. The third thing, and I'll I'll tell you, this one's a surprise for me, and you'll see why. This lesson from loss, this, this practice that I have, don't question what's working. There's some things that are working for me right now that I'm totally shocked by. And, and one of them is not talking when I don't feel like talking, right? I'm shocked by that, that I would ever feel like, you know, no, I, I don't want to have a conversation with a friend. I, I don't want to tell you what's going on. You know, I, I'm, I'm surprised by that. Don't question what works when, when life feels hard. Just, just allow it to work in your life. And one of the things that has surprised me the most in its efficacy and how it is helping me right now, even just to hear the words come out of my mouth, I'm like surprised at myself. The supplements I'm taking And many of you know that, you know, I worked in the supplement industry for a number of years and came out of that industry very skeptical of the industry. Uh, And then in the last year and a half have found some that like really, really worked for me. But um, I, I, if they had disappeared from my life, it wouldn't have been like a big deal, you know, like, okay, you know, next, find something else. For some reason, I don't know how, I, I wish that I could remember, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Someone told me, or maybe I just turned to it because it was the only thing that I knew to do. Someone told me, I think, to really make sure that I was putting good stuff into my body after loss because stress is very physical. Even if we're not talking about the stress of losing a child or losing a loved one, emotional stress, financial stress, cultural stress, the stress of uncertainty, it has a physical effect on the body. And yeah, we understand generally eat well, drink your water, limit toxins, all of that kind of stuff. But I will tell you that I have been blown away by how helpful both the routine of taking my supplements and also the effect of taking my supplements has helped. And specifically, and I did a whole presentation on this for social media Um, and I I don't know if I'll put it on the podcast or not, but there are a few ingredients that are powerful for stress, resilience, and mood. And they have been, I think, one of the top two things that has helped me with emotional regulation through this. So I'm not going to say like they're the difference between being happy and sad. I'm sad, like period. Um, 
but there's a few ingredients that really help with stress resilience with lowering cortisol, which is that stress hormone, so that even in a time of trauma, it doesn't feel as acute. You don't feel as as locked into it. The, the, the edges aren't as sharp. Like that's the best way that I can describe it. I wish that I had better words for it, but when we find ways, and there's different ways for everybody, right? And prayer is a big one for me. Walking is a big one for me. But there are these specific ingredients that kind of like do a lot of the heavy lifting for me in a time when I don't feel super capable of doing that heavy lifting. And when they, number one, lower cortisol, number two, improve your ability to metabolize cortisol, which means that even if you have like this high stress response happening in your body, so cortisol levels are high, you are able to process that cortisol more quickly so you don't have the extremes and the extremes don't last as long from a biochemical standpoint. It is dramatic. And it's not just the cortisol effect. There are neurotransmitters that balance out our mood. And again, like the best way that I'm finding to describe it is they they soften the edges so that yes, you're experiencing stress and yes, you're experiencing anger and anguish and deep sadness and all of that, but it's not quite as jagged. It's not quite as um, debilitating. And there have been a couple of days where either I didn't take some of these ingredients as frequently or at the same time and and I can feel it just as much as I can feel when I do consume them, I can feel the effect. So I'm talking about ingredients like ashwagandha, uh, ingredients like saffron. I'm not talking about, you know, um, prescription meds. I'm talking about natural ingredients that are, that are a class that we call adaptogens. And I don't know that I ever would have thought that it would have such a profound effect until I experienced it. And this is 1 trillion percent genuine. I am as surprised as you are if you are surprised to hear me saying this. They have been a game changer. So adaptogens are a class of usually herbs, but not exclusively herbs, that you know, they, they call them adaptogens because what they do is they help our body adapt to that stress response. And so whether we're talking about relaxation or we're talking about stress resilience or we're talking about efficient cortisol metabolism or overall cortisol lowering or we're talking about increasing those neurotransmitters that are those feel-good chemicals, it is real. So there are a couple of different products that I, that I take for this. I, I, this isn't just one thing. Actually, there's several. So maca is another one. I mentioned ashwagandha. I mentioned saffron. Maca is an adaptogen. It comes from a root and it's just a powder that I put in my daily protein shake, right? And I, I get it off Amazon. Um, if you're curious about what, what brand I buy, just message me. I'm happy to share that with you. Um, but the maca is M-A-C-A, is huge for the hormonal regulation that helps with the stress response. And then the ashwagandha and the saffron, holy basil, rosemary, things like that. These have been a game changer. Don't question what works, right? Don't question what works. I am religious about making sure that I get 
these ingredients in my body every day, no matter what. And when I don't, or when it's been a few hours, or if it's, you know, midday and I haven't taken my supplements yet, I feel it. So there are natural ways to support your body through a time of stress and emotion. And I just want you to know that because a lot of times we think there's nothing that we can do and we just have to ride it out. And to a large extent, you do have to ride it out. But I know for me, there are also things I can do to help, right? Writing for me is one of them, but there are also physical things that you can do that don't just help your perception of the problem, they help your physiological response to the stress. And I think that's really, really important because it's not just about feeling better. It's about the fact that your body gets put through physical hell that can truly and general, like genuinely create problems if we are not supporting the stress response. And I know there's nothing I can do to remove or eliminate this emotional and physical stress from my life, but I take seriously my responsibility and my opportunity to do things that moderate that stress response in my body, all right? The fourth thing that has been a tool I'm learning in this time of loss and also a practice, because it's never just one, it's always both. Serve. Serve and get outside yourself. It's easy, or it would be easy for me to just say like, I lost my baby. That's it. (laughs) That's all there is. But I am choosing as a practice to look for ways to serve other people. That even as I'm hurting, it doesn't mean that I am putting something else as a, as a greater priority. It doesn't mean that it, it hurts less to serve somebody else. It doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean I'm okay enough to do this thing. We don't have to get into all of those stories about it. Just serve somebody else. It would be easy for grief to be the only thing in my life. And while it is the biggest thing in my life, it is the hardest thing in my life. I won't let it be the only thing in my life. Serve. Get outside yourself. We were just starting up the spring 12 Weeks to Transformation um, the week after Dagny died. And I remember Susie saying, like, you know, do we, do we want to change this so that you can kind of step back and not be as involved? And I said, no, I want to serve. I want to serve. I, I, in fact, I want to do more, you know. And so we started doing these, these group calls. And I've looked for ways to be a financial blessing to other people. We've tried to reach out to people when they were sick or having a hard time, even if they hadn't reached out to us in our grief. And that was the case in a bunch of the circumstances. I've been looking for ways to show up and serve other people, like sharing. That's part of it, getting outside myself to say there's somebody who would benefit from these tools, from these perspectives, from these lessons. So just share, even even when I don't want to. I choose to praise God and thank him for all he is doing in my life, even in the moments where I've questioned what's happening and why. It's not either or, it's both. 
It's not either I'm inside myself grieving or I'm outside myself serving. It's both. It's not either I'm doubting or I'm praising. It's both. Get outside yourself. Serve somebody else. And it's not just to like, you know, in some cases it can give us context, right? If you are, if you are hurting because you lost your job and you go serve somebody who just lost their mom, you know, it's not just so that you have context. Oh, gee, you know, losing my job isn't so bad because Elizabeth just lost her child. It's not that. It can be that, but it's not just that. It's to remind yourself that there's still life. There's still good. There are still opportunities. Serve somebody. You know, we took a trash bag to the canal and we picked up trash. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't even have to take time. But a tool for these hard times is to serve and get outside yourself. The last one that I wanted to share with you is build something. Build something. The end of any one thing is a new beginning for something else. The end of your job is a new beginning for something else. The end of your child's school year is a new beginning for something else. The end of your marriage is a new beginning for something else. And the end of Dagny's life is a new beginning for something else. It doesn't mean it has to feel good. It doesn't mean that you had to want it that way. Build something. Since she's died, I'd ask, I've asked myself so many times, what do I want for my life? Where do I go from here? What now? It kind of feels like, it kind of feels like you built this block tower that you're super, super proud of. I used to love Lincoln Logs when I was a kid. I don't know if they have Lincoln Logs or had Lincoln Logs when you were growing up, but I loved Lincoln Logs. And uh, it it kind of feels like I had built this palatial structure of Lincoln Logs that I was so proud of and excited about. And the dog ran through and tore it to the ground. But the thing is, you still have the pieces to create something. It's going to be different. It's never going to be the same. I remember building a fort when we were kids, and it was like the best fort we had ever made. And I don't know if we thought we could make a better one, but for some reason we, we disassembled it, and, and we could put it back together. It wouldn't ever be exactly the same, but different can be better. And even if it's not better, build something. Build something. You have the pieces to create something. There's no restrictions, right? Okay, so your kids are home. You feel like the school year has just been totally demolished. Build something. Your relationship is in trouble. Build something. Your finances are in jeopardy. Build something. So for me, there's still a lot that I don't have clarity on, and I'm okay with that. But the way that I'm processing this build something right now, I'll share with you a couple of things that I'm really excited about. Maybe it'll get you thinking. I'm writing another book. It's always been on the radar, right? I mean, it just was one of those things that I didn't have time for when I was pregnant. I was trying to do everything to renovate the house and get ready for the baby and get ahead on the podcast and grow the business and hire new people and bop, 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 bop. I'm writing. 
whatever that book is, whatever it's called, I started it four days after Dagny died. I'm building that and I'm excited about it. That I know. I am going to build the hell out of my network marketing company. If you don't like to hear me say that, I'm okay with it. And I hope you're okay with it too. And I'm excited about that. That is something I am sure of. In part, in part, it's because I don't ever want to live in fear financially, you know, like so many people are living in fear financially right now. Even if things are okay, what's going to happen in 12 months? What's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen if the kids can't go back to school? And all of these things create financial fear. And that's optional. And I, not only do I not want that for me, because I, I'll be honest, when Dagny got sick, and of course I did not think she was going to die, but when, when, the, when the word surgery came up for the first time, I absolutely had a thought of like, medical bills, crap. You know, this is going to get, this is going to get expensive. And I don't want that for me. I don't want that for anybody that I know or that I love. I hear from so many people who are struggling financially right now, and I know that there are solutions, and I know that that building this team and helping people through this super accessible option of network marketing is, is a way that I can help people get out of that fear. And I know it's not for everybody, and I don't care because nothing is for everybody. There's not a book or a restaurant or a perspective in the world that is for everybody, you know? Like, that doesn't bother me at all. But we launched the Daily Mindset Upgrades um, maybe just a couple weeks ago now, and I've had people who legitimately cannot afford $9.99 a month right now. And I want to be a part of the solution with and for those people in that way. You know, and, and the other part of it is I have, I, I told you communicating was hard. I don't script my podcast episodes. If you were ever, if you were ever wondering, now you know. In the last couple of months, as I said, I've been blown away by how these particular supplements have been something that I can feel and something that I needed and something that like was the difference between me being able to get out of bed or not being able to get out of bed. And I know that there is a huge need for that. And our network marketing family showed up for us in such a huge way. When Dagny died, there are people who just need to be part of a team. There are people who need these products to help them manage stress or manage illness. And there are people who need this financial opportunity. And there are people who need all three or need two out of the three, right? And I'm excited about that. And I'm excited that I can do it with Chris. I'm excited that we can build that together. And and like I said, like, just like writing another book might not excite you. Like, you don't care that I'm writing another book. You might not care that I'm building my network marketing team either. And I'm okay with that, you know, because I also want to build a life where I don't make decisions about what I say or what I do based on people who might not agree or might not get it. Can you relate to that? Like wanting to live a life 
geez, I mean, even in the smallest ways, I want to live a life where I wear a bathing suit without ever even thinking what somebody's going to think about my legs or my arms or my butt. You know, I, I want to build that life. I want to build a life where I say what is in my heart on my podcast and I don't think about, I'm not stopped by, I'm not worried about the people who don't, don't see it the way I do. You know, just like, holy moly, there are a million people that don't see the state of this world the way I do right now, and that's fine. I respect you, <laughs> and I will not argue with you, because it is your life, and you proceed the way you want to. That's, that's another thing I want to build. I want to build a family here in Primal Potential and on my network marketing team where it's like, we don't need to all see things the same way. We don't need to get each other's decisions every single time, but like we're on the ride together. Let's do something good together. Let's make a positive impact together, even when we don't see eye to eye on everything, you know? I want to talk about these things. I will talk about these things. And some of you are saying yes, yes, yes. And some of you are like, oh boy. And that's great because I love you both, both types. Like, yes, please. Let's just make better lives together, knowing full well that that's going to look different for all of us. You know, and it should, because what a lame world it would be if it looked the same for all of us. I'm building things. Chris and I are building things. We are devoted to helping people through this book that I am writing, through the foundation we're creating for our daughter, through our network marketing family, and the door is wide open for you. If I have learned one thing, if I have learned one thing in the last couple of months, it's that we want more deep connections with people. And I genuinely mean from the bottom of my heart that I, I hope that's you. And maybe you and I connect through the 12 Weeks to Transformation. Maybe in, you and I have already connected through the Master's Club. There's a lot of those people. Maybe you and I will connect through the Daily Mindset Upgrades. Maybe you and I will connect because you want to be on my network marketing team. Maybe you and I will connect just through this podcast. Maybe you and I will connect because you'll come to my house and we'll eat lobsters on the deck. That's what I want to build. More deep connections and the door is wide open. The door is wide open. So talk to me. I know I'm asking for, you know, my inbox to be flooded or my DMs to be full and that's great because that's what I want right now. I know so many people are isolated and so many people are wondering what happens next or how do they get through this. And I'm standing here right now saying, I'll do it with you. However it's comfortable for you. DM me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton or text me, right? Just text me and tell me what I said that resonated with you. What I said that, that you want to dive into deeper, just text me. Ready? You got a pen? I want you to write this down. 
I'll give you a second. But you can DM me. You can DM me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton, or you can text me 336. That's North Carolina, by the way, because that's where I was for 16 years. 203-5320. I'm gonna say it one more time in case you're just getting a pen. 336-203-5320. And just tell me what's up. What resonated with you? What do you want? What do you need? What do you want to build? Do you want to build with me? What does that look like? Tell me. Because I think we need that. So to recap, number one, sadness can ride with me, but it can't drive. Number two, there is a way. Number three, don't question what works. Number four, get outside yourself. And number five, build something. Build something. I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.